Yo, Brother Greg. Brother Tyson. How you doing, um, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Very well. So good to be here with you. Yep. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be in this space with you. Well, yeah, yeah we're going to have that uh, that good yarn today about that, uh, you know, the um, sitting right in that, that relation between Aboriginal Australia and um, Polynesia. Mm. Um, and, you know, <laughs> where we're sort of sitting uh, together in that relation, but but within a context of a you know a dominant culture, yeah. an alien cultural sort of op occupation of Aboriginal land here, and um, mm. and how we're how we're navigating that, mm. and and a lot of the uh, traditional concepts you know looking at around um, you know uh, the nature of knowledge and you know how mm. knowledge knowledge is relational. It doesn't necessarily sit within inside mm. of us in this biological machine, but is uh, in something a lot more profound. Mm. Uh, mm. These are the things where we start to uncover what consciousness really is. Yeah. So uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it will. <laughs> so let's, um, <laughs> yeah, you, you start off, uh, introduce yourself and we'll, we'll go from there, bro. Yeah, yeah, sure. Talo for lava, kia ora people that we're talking to and to my brother, Tyson, uh, in my language, we call you an uso, a brother. Um, yeah, there's a there's a, a Native American uh, uncle, I call him really, um, who taught me this kind of saying. He said, we all drag cultural tales a thousand years long. Mm. Um, and tales is T-A-L-E-S, so that I go of stories. Um, and when I think about how I introduce myself and, and, and uh, place myself and locate myself in the world, I kind of need to acknowledge those stories, those cultural tales that, you know, that drag way, way beyond me. Um, and so if that's the case, then I need to acknowledge the stories that, cut, that you know, that, that uh, course through my veins, through my blood. Um, and so through my father um, goes back um, to Falkirk, uh, to the city of Dundee. In the country of Scotland, it's surrounded by the cold North Atlantic, um, and uh, his family landed in Dundee. Uh, sorry, Dunedin in um, New Zealand in Aotearoa, um, last generation. My other tale or blood that courses through me is uh, to a village uh, in Samoa on the island of Apollo, to the village of Taesi, um, which is you know surrounded by the beautiful warm South Pacific, um, and that's where my mother. Um, where we've had a, a connection to that particular village for well over a thousand years, actually, and our ancestors' bones and blood are buried there. Um, my, but my tale started and was born and birthed in uh, Kirikiriroa, or what is called Hamilton, in the Waikato of Aotearoa in New Zealand. Um, but I grew up in Tauranga Moana in the Bay of Plenty, uh, which is very close to the mountain Moao near the river Wairoa. Um, and that's where I would probably call home right now, uh, well, one of my homes. And I was born in the 60s, but brought up in the 80s. Um, so I'm a, I'm a uh, I don't know, a product of the context of the living, um, growing up under the mushroom cloud, a threat of the, of the nuclear war. That was the existential threat, I remember, as a teenager. Um, I remember listening to Yoda. Uh, in, uh, in the theatres, <laughs> watching Empire Strikes Back <laughs> and uh, those profound words he said about evil and so forth, they still ring in my ears. And I really do believe that uh, influence one of my stories and my tales. So I need to acknowledge that. 
Um, I'm a white heterosexual male. It also, um, it also informs my stories and who I am. Um, and I need to acknowledge that. I also have what's called a, you know, a disability. When you, Sorry? when you, when you say white, mm. you know, you, yeah. you don't, you don't look white. <laughs> Good question. You know, you, yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you know, you're, you're paler than some of your countrymen, but you, I mean, you're mm. clearly Polynesian. Yeah, well, that's a really good question, Tyson, because I would so maybe say... you, you've got that ambiguous non-whiteness yeah. going on. Yeah, I agree. It's just you're in that liminal space where you, you kind got of, it. You yeah. know, you can slip through crowds, but um, until yep. you have to talk to someone. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like Thanks. book a motel room yeah. or hire a car <laughs> or bloody anything else yeah, you yeah. wanted to. That's and right. That's like, right. What's going on with this guy? What's what's his yeah. face? What's he? Who is? Yeah. What? Is, what is he? Yeah, what is Hang he? on. What's those tattoos on his arm there? <laughs> You got it. That's that? that's oh, right. totally. now he's one of them ones. Right? You gotta watch him. <laughs> that's no, right. Well, you know, when I grew up, discount. Yeah, yeah, when I grew up in the eighties, in that time of teenager, I quite quite comfortably wanted to be that kind of liminal space or that kind of invisible space. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I was later in my years that I really wanted to embrace uh who i really was so yeah you know I, I put that kind of white male deliberately for that time because there was an awakening yeah. that went on for me that uh um you know that i that i grew up uh moved on to say no no i actually am a polynesian man um uh who yeah. has these links and back but my identification is definitely to oh look to at this side so, everyone's yeah. trying to classify everybody at the moment know. It's, it's, yeah you know yeah. white presenting white passing white you yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah, totally. Just to try and do all these gradations of privilege, and, mm. you know, yeah. it's, it's very tricky because it's um, you know, it's it's fluid in different contexts. Yeah, that's right. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I only I only know you as a you know a polyfollow. Yeah, totally, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and that's that's where I've come to be more comfortable. Um, but yeah, in those times when I grew up, my context was being a bit awkward about that, mm. and at times being embarrassed by it. Mm. Um, which we may actually talk about later because it has affected um, who I am right now and how I stand yeah. um, and, and influenced me. So by, you know, by birth, that's how I was born. Um, and so then by choice, uh, which I believe is another tale, like I choose certain things. I, I call myself still a youth worker and a community worker and a community development worker. I've chosen that as a profession um, or as a vocation. Um, I've chosen to live here in Melbourne, in Victoria, married uh, sort of seventh generation fair dinkum, beautiful woman, uh, Bronwyn, <laughs> who's my wife, um, who uh, chose to live here and, um, and do what we do. Um, but I've also lived under, you know, choices that were made for us. And, mm. um, and so that alludes to uh, our Polynesian uh, um, continent being colonized um, and our identity being squashed, particularly in Samoa, and I can speak to that. Um, and so there are choices that I made to be who I am now, but there were choices made for us um, that are historical that um, fed into my feeling quite embarrassed to be Polynesian and been yeah. able to hide it a little bit, <laughs> you know, easily, more easily um, because of that. And, I, and because of that chosen, I, choose, I chose to actually be invisible to that. Mm. Polynesian side of me but as I've gotten older I just realized there was something missing and a huge part of that um, was uh, was not um, identifying um, and owning and taking on board that cultural tale that is a thousand years long mm. um, way more back to my village um, and so behind me actually I've got on the wall all the representations of those stories 
Yeah. Um, um, you can see the Scottish tartan. So Morris is part of the Buchanan clan. Um, and we go back a thousand years back to Loch Lomond, um, where the Morrises were adopted into that particular clan, as far as I know, and that's our tartan. Yeah. Um, there's uh, the red beads that you see there connect me to my village. So my Samoan name is Suataafili, um, and they link me to that. Um, and as we'll also see there is uh, two of my great, two of my great loves, uh, Star Wars <laughs> and coffee. So that's actually a coffee uh, plunger, U2, R2-D2 plunger. So, you know, all these things that have influenced me uh, literally behind my shoulder. And Man, that's, I, that's yes, who I am. I, I didn't hear the name of a robot then. I was, I, I still had my <laughs> indigenous lens on and I, I thought you were talking Samoan at me like R2-D2. <laughs> I thought that oh, this is some old word that means something. Yeah, no, that means something. No, it doesn't, bro. It's just it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. That's right. It's one of the things that distracts me, <laughs> and I enjoy the distraction. So yeah, so all those things symbolize who I am, and they remind me of who I am. Um, and my name is Greg, Greg Morris, um, and I'm from Mahana culture. Um, it's one of the hats I hold, and Mahana is a uh, company that tries to help organizations and communities awaken their cultural dignity through exploring their cultural tales, um, both individually, both collectively in, in communities, but also institutionally and organizationally. So we yeah. do work with governments, departments in the health sector and education sector. I, I was kind of yeah. really excited and interested about your approach to that uh, you know, mm. cultural awareness or diversity or bloody whatever training. Yeah, you know, that's right. <laughs> people do, which is usually, you know, a, a, a number of um, PowerPoint slides listing facts about, you know, yeah. another culture that you have to become aware of. But mm. um, you, you guys recognize the fact that that uh, people need to be able to see their own culture first yes. and the depths of it before they can begin to come into dialogue with them. Um, people from other cultures. And that's not yeah. necessarily fact or content based, but mm. it's more about the process. Yes, a process right. of being in an intercultural dialogue, yep. which that's necessarily right. means that you need to know what you're bringing to the table first. Yeah, exactly and, right. You know yeah. how to communicate that and be open to communication from other cultures. Yeah, because uh, if you yep. are walking in that sort of responsiveness, then um, you know, as mm. a process, you know, then you're it's a lifelong learning yeah. uh, thing that enriches yep. your entire organization and your life. That's I like right. it. I like yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is our, that's our approach. Um, it's our response. We ask for a posture um, of um, humility, of curiosity, of adventure, um, but also of, a, of um, some serious deliberation and examination of the ground that we of, and the stories that have you know fed into us and are woven into us mm. um you know in polynesian culture the weaving is very important to us it's not just this functional beautiful kind of thing this mat which i've got sort of hanging behind me it you know it symbolizes this idea of of our one our genealogy um in every strand is someone um and so it's really interesting my native american uncle would say you know we drag a cultural tale a thousand years long um, and, you know, he, he talks about stories woven into each other when actually, if you look at the, the woven mat behind me, there's probably well over a thousand years of stories just in the woven mat. So it's really mm. interesting how there's some universal kind of truths yeah. um, that kind of cross the Pacific to another place. Um, yeah. And the landmass. Yeah. You'd find that in all your cultural yeah. tales from that's right. Scotland to, yeah, that's right. you know, Polynesia to you know, Turtle Island to everywhere, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, All your totally. relations. And I guess yeah, we'll get exactly. into that relational nature mm -hmm. of knowledge too. 
Yep. But I just uh, I just think the work that you're doing is really important. Um, and so I, I see it the only way is the only way through mm. in a, a post truth world, you know, where people are everybody struggling to, to figure out how the hell are we going to uh, fix this? How mm. are we going? You know, everybody has their own version of truth now. Yeah, that's and right. How are we going to develop a unified narrative again? Yep. How are we yep. going to make sure that everybody agrees on the facts mm. and yeah. they're yep. going the wrong way by looking at that because yep. they're looking at the content mm -hmm. of truth rather than a process of truth seeking. Yeah. Yep. It's um, you know, something that everybody can agree on more yes. easily is a process of coming to the truth, mm. a rigorous process of coming into knowledge and of yep. sharing knowledge and yep. weaving the weaving those stories together. That's something that everybody can come to, no matter what their political brand is, yep. or no Agreed. matter what their their tale, the tale they're dragging, mm. and mm. their version of the history and of the facts and of current mm. events, mm. and whether or not the Clintons are eating babies and all that kind of thing. You know, it's yep. <clears throat> the facts yep. are irrelevant, but if we can um, agree on a more of a kind of uh, an epistemic commons, mm. you know, a um, a a a way of doing knowledge. Yeah, you know, uh, from a common pool of agreement around what knowledge processes, uh, yeah. what kind of processes have rigor. Yeah, you know, then that's going to work. Yeah, I mean, I and and I think that's the great gift that indigenous uh, thinkers, indigenous knowledge keepers, just mm. indigenous people globally right now can give to the world. Yeah, yep. we can share our processes for determining and coming mm. to a consensus around what's real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I think that that's probably the most valuable thing we can give. Yeah. Uh, not not the yep. what. People are always looking for the what and going, yep. uh, so you know, mm. show us show us how to grow papaya sustainably. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, yeah, there's that. But you know, the process of figuring out over mm. many generations the process of growing something sustainably on a, on a tiny Island, yep. you know, yeah, and totally. of doing that in perpetuity, the process yeah. of coming to that and the way of allowing institutions uh, to evolve organically within our community, the way mm. of structuring the community so that that works, yep. the way of structuring knowledge and inquiry uh, mm. so that that can be continuously adaptive, yep. um, you know, so that we don't have to, um, paddle out and colonize new zealand and stuff like that <laughs> hey yeah that's right <laughs> oh contentious you know <laughs> it's that exactly. kind of thing man it's, yeah um, totally yeah it's 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 that's the business right there and that's what mm -hmm. i that's what we could get into yeah cool well yeah, yeah more than happy if, to do if, that. if i ever let you get through your introduction <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me, bro. I, and that's, that's me in a nutshell. I mean, there's lots of other things we can go into the depth. I mean, in some ways, I've just shared my cultural tale through, you know, a process that that we've used, you know, which is fairly simple kind of concept, you know, we're, we're into tangible kind of skills and tools that, that have very deep processes to get to them so that people can actually, you know, use this stuff in the spaces they're in. Yeah. Um, and so like I just gave you there a, a tool and example that we literally get people to go through their blood. So, you know, look at their heritage, go back through their heritage, mm. um, uh, go back and look at their birth. And it's not just where they're born. It's the context they're born, like the time. Like I said to yeah. you, I grew up in that existential threat. We did some training the other day with a group of young people. And, you know, they said their existential threat was climate change. I mean, it wasn't when I was in the 80s. So that actually informs your stories and how you see. Now, it's still a threat, 
but it, the context is different. And that's important to kind of understand. Yeah. And those stories that influence you, what books were you reading? What films and music was informing you? Um, even if they're not of your indigenous culture, they still inform you. But, you know, but it's, you can't be aware and critique it if you don't kind of look at it. Um, and then the last one was choice. So we blood, birth, choice. So choices. What are the choices that you made to be in the vocations you're in, the where you live, your lifestyles and so forth? First of all, it's actually, you must make it back. When I say birth, also orientation. So what what um how you're born you know with what you're born with um and then choices are things like yeah the choices you make and then the last one i said was choices made for you so um mm. my mother my mother you know grew up in an age in both uh, samoa and in new zealand our total when she moved there and married my dad where she was you know a victim of racism mm. you know and there was a narrative that was chosen for her long before she was born yeah. um and actually informed how she passed on that knowledge to us and actually and this is where the grieving comes for me you know as a as a young boy or well, as a woman um having a family she chose not to pass the language on to us because because then she literally said this to me uh, when i confronted her on this before she died you know why didn't you pass the language on and she literally said to me that was i, I was i did that to protect you yeah. and i think to myself what what was it what's dangerous <laughs> about <laughs> about passing on a language and when i and i asked her she said well you know i suffered this speaking language around and my color and i didn't want to see that in you and um and and so she chose not to pass the language on and to this day i do not begrudge her because she did that out of love she did that out of her sense of what protection for us mm. but to this day tyson i feel so sad and i get emotional every time i think about it that my mother had to make that decision yeah you know that she actually and you think about that 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 actually she somehow felt less she somehow felt worthless um uh, indignified just because of her language and her color and her culture um, to the point where she didn't carry that tail on to us. And it really does grieve me. Um, mm. And to this day, that's a, that's a, that's a part of our tail that was chosen for us. And you need to confront that. You need to kind of, okay, well, what is that about? You know? Mm. Um, and it does inform who I am because as, as you can see, it still, it still makes me emotional. Yeah. So, you know, so it's still, it's still a story I need to, I need to look at. But you know what? Like yep. you wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be doing this work no. if, she had, if she hadn't done that. Yeah, that's you right. Know? So yeah. she did give you an enormous gift yeah. and she gave the world a gift as well yeah, through this she work. Did. Yeah, absolutely. So through, through that sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, and, yeah. the act of doing that for you, that would have made her feel less mm. yet again. Yeah. yeah. You know, so she really took some blows for you, bro. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what you do when you protect, eh? Like you do that yeah. when you protect. And I came to my own enlightenment and my own awakening and you know before she died you know we we talked about this and you know and started to reconnect my culture and took on the names of our village that i've got now that was her title that she threw away when she was young um but was still given to her but after she died i was gifted it and given it um and so it's you know it's carried on and i'll carry it on for my nieces and nephews they'll probably take it on after i've gone so beautiful you know so you know and so we have this idea that mahana of you know you're exploring um, what I say is reconnect, reimagine, and recreate your cultural mm. tales. So we mm. reconnect to those stories, and we do that through examination that is honest and open and looking at shadow and light, looking at those things that are difficult but also beautiful. Yeah. Um, we reconnect to that. And then in the reimagining stage, which is now, which is the context I'm in, and you're alluding to it, bro, 
by saying now I'm in the space of actually reimagining those stories and um, paying attention, I suppose, or gazing, being aware of the trauma and the mm. crappy shit that happened to us, but focusing on the strength on the resilience of my mother mm. and our culture mm. and these strong woven mats that have kept us going for 3,000 years in the islands, you know, and helped us traverse the massive continent that we were. <laughs> yeah. you know, anyway, I was often told just quickly as I wish, you know, I believe we're a part of the largest continent on the planet. Because mm. our continent goes from the coast of Australia to the coast of South America, from Alaska all the way down to Antarctica. That South continent was the oceans. That what we mm. what we traversed for thousands mm. of years on these amazing sailing vessels. Um, you know, there's a that took us all over the country, all over that continent, um, and we had to be something special to do that. And mm. so now we need to reimagine that as a Polynesian people. We need to reimagine that stuff, and it is well, happening. Look, yeah. uh, we have, so we have we, a rear crate. Anyway. We have a role in that, bros. Like I, I think those of us who have experienced over the course of our lifetime a, a disruption, mm. you know, to that that cultural worldview, that that yeah. language, everything else. Um, I think it gives us an enormous gift, like a, yeah. a, super, a superpower. You know, yep. when we come back in, you know, for mm -hmm. a start, we 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 ridiculously value and perhaps even overvalue. You know our home culture so much more yeah and and we hold it very close and protect it mm. you know whereas for you know other people that's all all they've ever known mm. they might they might not have the same yeah <laughs> you know it's just like yeah whatever i just want to play bloody grand theft auto or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, that's right whereas we'll be out there no no i need to practice yeah. my you know <laughs> dancing or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that, but but yeah. more importantly, um, yeah. having it, it it gives you a an ability to to step back, not outside of your cultural system, but within it. It allows you to be able to see it and 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 translate it to to some extent. Yeah. You know, to be able to look at cultural principles and processes, particularly mm -hmm. processes that are inherent and they're not named within mm -hmm. the culture, because mm -hmm. these are institutions that have arisen like mm. organically over many generations and become the institutions of your culture, mm. you know, and the, pro mm. and the cultural processes for mm. making sense, making meaning, making decisions, mm. you know, governing, mm. um, making trade, all of these things. Mm. Um, these are things that just happen in the culture yeah. and in perfect yeah. ways, yeah. Uh, you know, depending on how much it's been disrupted, of course, mm. but you, you know, you have that capacity to be able to see that, Mm, and to mm. see and name the processes and yep. even to come up with names yep. you know, for the stages mm. of that process so people mm. can mm. people can understand it almost as a procedural text yep. Yep. that's been translated yep. uh, for them and i think that's some of the really amazing work you do you mm. know particularly around this concept of va yeah this someone concept of va which is mm. um i think is a perfect description of of where knowledge really sits Mm, because it yep. doesn't sit within us within our biological mechanics mm. you know your uh your thinking your mind um but particularly your knowledge it rests in your relationships mm. yes that's you right know? so we have a particular emergent mm. body of knowledge uh you and i around mm. these processes mm. and how to work with it and that mm. sits within our our relation yep. uh together yep. you know yep. the pair that is us yep. and it. that's where that knowledge sits and mm. i often you know i'm often um you know, telling people about, oh, there's this va thing in some one way, you know, and I can't really describe it. You know, it's like, you know, I try and describe it, but I can't unless I'm referencing our relation. 
yeah or yeah, you know yeah. even better if 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 you're there yeah yeah like now i i can see it all yeah. in my mind because it's in that relation and we're talking yeah. so it's there for me to access because yeah. it's things we share yeah but um you know um you know maybe we'd like to exp expand yeah. out to some other yeah. people and um yeah. And you could share what that is, the VAR, yeah, but the VAR, also yeah. the, the process that you've um, discerned in that, mm. you know, that is, has been unnamed mm. because it hasn't had to be unnamed because people just live it. Lived it but you've right. actually been able to determine mm. uh, what the stages of that process are yeah. and, and yeah. to be able to um, offer that to people, not so that they can take on, mm. you know, Polynesian uh, culture ways, but that they might see elements of that process in their yes, own cultural their processes own culture. yep. and then, you know, adapt that or, you know, creolize mm. that, or even just, you know, to be able to see it in their own cultural ways of being mm. in their own mm. thinking processes and mm. to be able to, you know, find that common ground there and go, Oh, that's, that's mm. where, that's how the knowledge works. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. For human being. <laughs> and then yep. uh, off we go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'd love to so let's, uh, that. Let's let's demonstrate yeah. this superpower and um, yeah. <laughs> you know, give us a rundown of, of what VAT yeah, is, you yeah, know, yeah. traditionally. But then, yeah. but then no, the processes yeah. that you've been mm -hmm. able to um, to unpack from that, and then how these might mm. be applied for people. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, uh, the the concept of VA uh, is is actually traditionally held. Um, and if you talk to a to Samoan people, VA is. Um, is associated with the relationship of between siblings. Um, and it's talked about in Ainga, in families, as this concept of the space between siblings. And then the space between siblings with, with parents and then, then extrapolate it out. And that's where it starts. It starts with the relationship with the closest to you. Um, and then inside that, we have... Um, uh, a little saying, which is again quite common in, in Samoan, and the Samoans would would probably know this one, um, is te u leva, te u leva, and that it literally means it literally means to keep, like to look after, um, but it has such a deeper meaning. It actually means you know to cherish, to beautify, and to care for the space in between. So yeah. traditionally, it's this idea of the siblings looking after each other, particularly brother with sister, younger, older. Um, and then it goes out from there, this family unit. So that's where mm. it traditionally starts. Mm. And that's where it is. And, and then deep inside that, so is that caring and be beautifying. It's, it's almost like a default setting mm. that the space in between must be. And I love that concept, eh, bro? Like to beautify a space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to cherish so it, a space. It like doesn't it, just sit there set no, in stone, this ancient yeah. thing. And that's yeah. the set knowledge and it can't move. Yeah, or change because right. then it would die. Like yeah. you have to elaborate. Yeah, that you have to increase, not grow, yeah. but increase. increase. You have that, to, that's right. You have to have those combinatorials happening and 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 mm. be growing that with the mm. the elements that are that are within that. They have to be constantly interacting. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, combining, <clears throat> um, producing, and beautifying that knowledge. Yeah, that's that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. So that, so there's this protective factor in it, but there's also this growing factor in it, and an acknowledgement that that actually we need to respect that space in between. And, and what it also does, and then it goes out from there. So the idea of then VAR between space, between villages, and then so forth and out there. So VAR literally means the space in between. That's literally what it means. Um, and so actually I'll just find it. It's some, a great little quote. Um, 
Oh, I to, I'll try and send it to you from a guy called Albert Went. He's a mm. Samoan uh, academic. And he basically says, you know, space, space is not empty. Space is not separateness. Space mm. is actually connect, connection and it's relationship. Mm. It's, it's space that, can, that actually joins us and unifies us. And in our, in our way of thinking, um, there is no empty space. You can't have empty space. Whereas yeah. I think sometimes, you know, in a, in a dualism Western notion, it, space is empty. So if, if there's nothing yeah. going on in it, <laughs> we can take it. And, and then it, to me, that extrapolates out to terra nullius. Like mm. If I look at land or I look at this, it's empty. So I'll just take it. Yeah. You know, but for us, there is that's, no... That's how they look at, the, look at the cosmos. Yeah. They're still yeah, that's calling right. it space. Yeah, They're totally. aware that dark yeah. matter is a thing, yeah. you know, in, yeah. in their theory yeah. and right. in their knowledge. But the knowledge hasn't uh, caught up to the relation yet. No, no, that's so right. So They're still yeah. calling it space. Uh, instead of yeah. that's sky country there you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so it's easy to exploit something when you think it's separate and it's empty you know but but if we have a set uh, a default setting that just the space between there is always relationship this relationship mm -hmm. to everything so yeah. then var then extrapolates to the earth like extrapolates to the ocean and so remember for us as polynesians our largest landmass was sea it was ocean it's not mm. the red earth mm. it's ocean um, and so you could look at that and go, well, that's, there's nothing in that, but yeah. actually it doesn't like, it's actually, there's life, there's vitality in the ocean. Mm. Um, it's the space that gives us our food. It's space that gives us our life. Um, it's, it's life giving, but it's also dangerous. Well, you, so, you referred uh, yeah. to, um, you've referred to the continent of Polynesia. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier. Totally. Yeah. And I didn't say anything then, but I was, I was thinking it through and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess the bits that people are looking at is just the bits poking up above the water the that's mountains right. yeah. of that continent but yeah. um that's that's deadly <laughs> yeah. so so we're, we're people of the largest ocean that's literally what my uncle said to me you know that we that's what we are we 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 traverse these massive spaces ex, ex, amazingly well we were navigators of the sea um, you know, whenever I see, actually when we've talked about this, like the, the movie Moana, you know, it comes from Disney. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of scenes in that that really make me cry. And one of them is the beautiful scene where, the, where, the, you know, where they're singing on their va'a, on their canoes, you know, um, and Moana's kind of there sailing the back and all their ancestors are on this canoe. And I just get tears because that's harking to us as warriors and navigators of the ocean. You, you're getting tears yeah. because of the body image issues? <laughs> No, the body because <laughs> you chunky fella and, and you just feel you feel fat shamed from <laughs> from Moana. <laughs> no, no, Malte, maybe. <laughs> oh, dear. But there's that, that kind of harks to my ancestors, you know, like um, and I see when I see it, it makes me feel emotional, you know. So so this idea of va is this relationship to the spaces, you know, that we're in and all the time. So then, so then, um, and a really cool way it's kind of we've kind of reimagined it, I suppose, um, is that in VAR you can't you can't have one entity in the space. Like there's multiple things going on, and there's multiple things relating in the space, um, and and so that means for us that actually if there's more than one entity or relationship in the space, then because we have this concept of te ulava. Um, then actually we need to care and beautify and give respect to everything that's in it and everything that's around it. Right. Um, and then, so that's our, that's our posture. That's our attitude. Um, we always have to do that and pay sacredness to everything in the space. 
And so, um, so then, so then that has, you know, for us in the now in the context, so how do we reimagine that Tyson, you know, to how do we take those kind of um, those deep cultural knowledge and then start to use it in the diaspora? I mean, I'm not in Samoa, I have connections to it, but I grew up in the diaspora in New Zealand yeah. here in Australia. Um, so how do I uh, extract or um, uh, um, go back and connect uh, and enrich not only me, but hopefully people around me with that knowledge? Mm. Well, and so your, some your of, people, yeah. your people have been brought in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right way, you know, yeah. Aboriginal Australia, and mm. you know, and you asked. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and where in where you were unable to ask, and you were like involuntarily, mm. you know, settled here. You know, mm. your people. You know, you, you made that your your mobs all made the treaty. All yeah. the Pacific mob. Yeah. You know, they they made those treaties and. Um, yeah. and relations and married in and you know mm. all, all mm. the rest of it and we had the cultural exchanges and so so you know that law was able to come in and become part of things mm. and be included mm. in things because that's mm. just how we do yeah you yeah. know so i mean in, in north queensland you know um so, you know so a lot of people see ceremony from my family mm. um and they're kind of like oh this isn't uh traditional aboriginal authentic kind of thing mm, mm. because you know you've got most of the women in my family like in ceremony mm. traditional ceremony mm. um they got grass skirts and hibiscus mm. Mm. and doing hula yeah right. like doing hula for women's yeah. business you know yeah deep culture dances like uh you know real deep ceremony dances it's mm. still the same process as ceremony yeah and it's still singing for our ancestors but it's mm. um mm. you know there's been that cultural exchange so yeah, you know yeah. your mob uh it was mostly fiji fiji mob mm. though up there mm -hmm. uh you know brought us the gifts of that hula which the mm. women were like well that's that's proper sexy that one i'm good <laughs> you know yeah yeah that's yeah, um yeah, yeah um but then also um you know the awesome gift of carver thank you for that <laughs> which, <good> brother. <laughs> yeah except i can't do it anymore because i overdid it back in the day and um I now yep. have like an almost allergic reaction to it because I've plugged it too hard. <laughs> too much. Yeah. You know, I did I did that the wrong way. Mm, yeah. It was all right as long as I was doing it with your mob. Yeah, sure. Know, sitting on the well, then it's inside and, ceremony. Yeah. It's you know, doing the claps yeah. and doing it in ceremony. It was yeah, always yeah. good that way. Yeah. It was when I started like organizing my own supply and bloody smashing yeah. it every day. That's when it went wrong for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. But but yeah, you, a lot of your mob there. Uh, Mm. looking out for us in that way and sort of going no 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 don't mix it with cordial to make it taste better like <laughs> that's the wrong way come sit down with us do it right yeah yeah Cut that so because so, you, yeah. you alluded to treaty like how, how that's done i mean then um you know when you think about love the treaty or a contract between people mm. that's an acknowledgement of the space in between yeah and and a negotiation that needs to happen so yeah. va is this idea that you know there are two parties or more and when we come into the space of a negotiation and relationship, we need to look after that. And that's yeah. what a treaty or a contract is. Yeah. Well, um, we have the dogskin treaty with Maori. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, that right. was from, you know, a long time ago, an early, early uh, colonization, you know, some Maoris yeah. ended up here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite a few of them were going back and forth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, canoe yeah. and, and also yep. just catching those boats back to the settlement there. Yeah. And so uh, we, we set up that trade yep. uh, in dogskins and, and dog dog hair because yeah, you know yep. a lot of them up there that they, they make um you know that they, they make fabrics out of dog hair and uh mm, mm. you know make all kinds of things out of dog skins and 
Yeah. I mean, we got no use for those dog skins, so that's something we started trading. Yeah. There yeah. and there was yeah. uh, that that treaty was drawn up on a dog skin. Yeah. There you go. Uh, this yeah. is a story I had from a Maori fellow in yeah. New Zealand. I never yeah, heard of great. that before. Cool. So you know, we've still been maintaining our own embassies and. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know diplomatic relations that are being done uh, under indigenous law and those yeah. still continue today yeah yeah uh, yeah and so there, there you go there's the honoring of that concept that actually when you come into the space in between we need to look after it and we need to care for it um, yeah and to like i said teulava is this concept of caring and beautifying the space in between and um and so for, for us to you know to kind of think about how we live uh, like I said before, I'm a, I'm, I'm a community worker, a youth worker, uh, social worker. So I, I, you know, caring for spaces and particularly for people I'm very passionate about, um, you know, particularly people who have gone through trauma and gone through all sorts of, you know, um, terrible stuff in their family and in their past culturally. So, you know, it's how to take someone through that space um, and traverse the spaces they're in is we're really passionate about. And, and so we have, we've kind of come to reimagine um, what uh, doing the VAR um, actually looks like. <clears throat> and I suppose that's what you're alluding me to, to, to talk about is the process mm. um, that we're kind of thinking about or the journey. Um, and we think about it more in terms of a, a wayfinder, you know, the navigation tools. And again, yeah. that harks to our navigating sailor, um, you know, journey heritage that's deep inside us, mm. um, you know, that, that, that the ocean traversing these massive, massive, vast kind of bits of the planet that are, um, mm. We needed we needed wayfinders. We needed incredible ways to read the earth and really how we're good going. Yeah. Good good way to reframe that diasporic relation. Yeah, you talk. We talk about diaspora as an involuntary mm. process, and you know it has been. Yep. Um, but yep. that doesn't mean that that's you know uh, diaspora is something that's that's always happened. Yeah, exactly. Especially especially in this part of the world. Yeah, right, that's right, right through Oceania. Oceania. Yep. You know, so much trade going up into Asia, New Guinea. Torres mm. Strait and, mm -hmm. and, and right across, uh, you know. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. So that's that's been going on forever. And so right. there's a kind of agency you you can reclaim yeah, uh, through exactly. diaspora. It's not just yeah. about being displaced. That's, that's right. part of the story, but it's not the whole story. That's right. It's not the beginning of the story. It's not the tales we're dragging, but it's also not the future no. or even necessarily right. the present. Yeah, that's you right. Know, you're, still, you're still going back and forth and you're going yeah. home. Yeah, you, you got know, it. And I think the the way I mean this idea of you know fobs, yeah, uh, <laughs> fresh off the fresh, fresh off, off the, the boat. boat. That's right. <laughs> fresh off the boat, it um it implies a, a permanent sort of destination and an yeah. end yeah. and an end to the voyage. Yeah, that's it's like right. Fresh off the boat, and now he's that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But no, 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 no. He'll be going back and forth. That's right. I heard. Like I heard this half guy. his life in the boat. It's yeah, that's boat. right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. All of our life wasn't. That's right. Yeah. Um, I heard this uh, uh, Tongan man, Tongan uh, uncle, really. I suppose. Siona uh, Habea. Uh, he 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 called ourselves the Polynesian. He calls us um, transient natives because <laughs> this right. idea of us constantly on the ocean and we're yeah. constantly moving that we're always yeah. transient i mean the ocean itself is this hermeneutic that we've yeah. kind of understood the planet and we're transient um yeah. and and so i think there's a bit of us that actually has no problem kind of um you know moving in and out of spaces quite easily yeah. because it's that the liquid does that um yeah. we've, we've we've had to adapt incredibly quickly i mean you're yeah. out of the ocean for months or weeks at a time and then having you know to find uh, food and so forth, one from the ocean, but also the land. You have to be pretty creative and incredibly mm. adaptive 
Um, and um, so I think that's deep in our in our um, psychology. Yeah. Um, and in our well, look, DNA. it's a it's a yeah. it's a problematic term, and and uh, it is. Yeah. It's like space being. Yeah. You know, yeah. not quite describing what is. Native yeah. doesn't describe what no. is. No. Because that presumes. I mean, it's coming out of that that old idea that um, mm. you know giraffes come from here, mm. and that ecosystem is there, and that's mm. permanent. Yeah. You know, and and the Zulus are there. Mm. You know. Mm, yeah this idea that they're 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 you know and a particular ecosystem is where it is because that's where god put it yeah and these yeah. are the animals we find there <laughs> that's right the native animals and here's what the native humans call those animals call it. yeah sure. yeah that's right and and, yeah. and there's that idea of of you know needing that certainty and stability of knowing that everything has a place in god's mm. creation mm. and that mm. that's permanent yeah it started six thousand years ago, and you know, yep. until it until it all winds up in the next thousand years or so, it's um mm. that's where it belongs. Mm. It's a very static view of creation, oh, absolutely. You know, and and yeah. our like framing within that, the mm. way we're framed, and we even begin to see ourselves, you know, mm. um, adheres to that this mm. idea that we have to be sedentary. But I'm talking mm. to two aunties last night, and they're like, uh, mm. oh, they're talking up. You know, from uh, from Western Australia, there from the Kimberley. Mm -hmm. You know, they're talking up all the songlines that go right across to Uluru, and then yep. come right down to Victoria into the into mm -hmm. the mountains in Alpine Victoria for the, you know, for the Bogong moth trade, mm -hmm. um, and all that sort of thing. And the, these and all their stories of traveling those songlines. You yep. know, um, this auntie had a grandfather who was blind. Yeah, and while he was blind, mm. um, on his own solitary mm. yeah. <laughs> sang the song lines mm. and walked his way from the Kimberley to Uluru. Wow. Yep. Thousands of miles. Mm. He did that six times in his life as a blind mm. man. Wow. Uh, just able to sing the song line and follow that, um, follow that, yeah. that internal imaginal map of yeah. country yeah. to go to Uluru for ceremony. You know, mm. um, it's just, yeah, it's a lot more dynamic. Yes. And there's a lot more exchange. Uh, between mm. the bioregions and systems, which themselves are constantly changing. Every mm. ecosystem moves a couple hundred meters a year. Mm. Mm. So what does that do over 10,000 years? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even the, the, the changes in coastline, you know, it was only 12,000 years ago, the sea mm. rose. And I imagine that mm. um, there would have been significantly more parts of your Polynesian continent um, mm that we're above water at that stage yeah. you know yeah. it's um it's having that adaptation it's it's yeah. being able to move mm. ironically it's being able to move that's what makes you native yeah it's being yeah i agree that's a good point with, yeah move with yeah. the land and adapt yeah. with the land adapt with the land and um mm. but even though but our definition is a sedentary one mm. yeah <laughs> strangely yeah. enough that's right know? yeah totally yeah yeah, exactly. And, yeah. you know, even our claims to, you know, native title and things like that sort of depend on us being able to prove mm. that kind of sedentarism yeah, and, right. yeah. and bounded, mm. you know, existence, yeah. you know, with a boundary rather than, uh, you know, a, um, an exchange, exchange, a constant yeah. exchange and yeah. um, movement and adaptation. Mm. Uh, which is a shame because it's sort of yeah. that that kills us more than anything yeah yeah and and that's and that's what's been lost to us a little bit i think in the polynesians we you know we're not we're not connected to the ocean you know we're not on those uh, doing those massive spaces again but i suppose 
I suppose what's deep inside us is that we're pretty good at, at actually sort of in, in integrating to places. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever well, we there, seem to go, we do pretty there well. Are, there yeah. are a lot of efforts that, uh, that yeah. have, re, I mean, it's not even reclaiming. It has reclaimed a lot of yeah. that stuff, hmm. you know, and the old people's knowledge has been handed down. So you see a lot of that being enacted now with them. Um, you know the navigation techniques being um yeah yeah you know, uh, uh, which is just you know amazing because it's not just mm. the stars because you get a bit of cloud from time to time there's um mm. you know all kinds of stuff with the yeah. waves yeah waves, waves hitting the, the, yeah, that's right the sound of the waves on the hull and all these things will tell you where to steer yeah um absolutely like amazing mm. triangulation mm. and position mm. and everything else that's um mm. you know incredible yeah uh, that's right and and is is still there and yep yeah, there's continuity and discontinuity, eh? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's like when you say, you know, when we go into those spaces that are, you know, that are possibly a bit dangerous um, and have been uh, violated, which is what we were talking earlier about, you know, those spaces that I'm passionate about of of of, um, of reconciliation, of peace, of peace, of healing, um, of you know, broken people and broken spaces. You know, what are those uh, uh, wayfinders? What are those ripples that you read against the bow of a boat or the stars yeah. or the wind or the matangi or the, the, the wind? You know, so that's where we've come up with this kind of five, five, uh, I suppose, stars navigating tools to kind of traverse that space. Um, and the first one is just va, leva, um, mm. which is basically to recognize the space. Yeah. Um, we actually have to stop and just go, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, in a, in a time context now, in a culture now, a dominant culture that just doesn't recognize space as being of value. Mm. Um, it's actually commodified. Um, it's seen as empty. So I can take it, particularly if you feel like you've got the power to take that mm. or you've got the power. So you just take it. So we actually have to stop and recognize there is space that is filled with relationship and filled with story, you know, that actually we come to the space, um, recognizing that there's something here that's actually of value, um, mm. that is sacred. And that's where that, um, there's actually another term, va tapawea. Um, tapawea comes from the word tapu, which is sacred. And that means that the va, the space in between is sacred. Mm. And that we have to te ulava, which is to look after it. So that's the first stage is actually to look at it. So, okay, yes, we recognize <laughs> there's yeah. me and there's other entities in this space. And we need to respect that and honor it and beautify it and care for it. Then the second second part of it is, um, is actually a bit of a self-examination. That's tulava, and that's different to the to teu. Tulava is is literally means to stand, to stand. And so for me, for us, that's the second stage, and that's literally to look down at your feet and just say, yeah. what stories are woven into me? Look, look, you know, examine your examine yourself. I think is it Socrates who said something? Like, you know, a life that's not, a, an unexamined life is a life not worth living, or something. You know, I think that's true. Like if we don't yeah. actually examine the stories that I just talked through, if we mm. don't look at those things that are woven into us that cause our conscious and unconscious biases, actually mainly our unconscious biases, um, those things that we power, that we carry through, that we're not aware of, privilege that we're not aware of, um, or, or even um, pain or trauma or things that have been done to us. So we need to mm. stop, look down at our own two feet, and that's two, leva. Is that's that's the second stage is to is to awaken and that's the word we use. So the first one's recognized. So we've kind of interpreted it so that it helps me, <laughs> who's not not you know can make it in a, a language that's good for me and for others. Yeah. So the first one is liver, which we've kind of uh, interpreted to be you have to recognize to see the space, 
and then tulava, which is the stand in the space. But the process of standing in your own space and looking around and examining you is to awaken your own cultural dignity, mm. is to awaken the stories in you. Wherever you're from, bro, like if you're from Scotland, you're from France or whatever, to go and awaken those stories that have fed you through your blood, birth, and your choice. That's what we do with that. Mm. So we examine those stories that are woven into you. Just real quickly, yeah, I think it's somewhere, I read somewhere, there's 4,094 ancestors that make up me here that would yep. have had to have propagated, if you do the mathematics, <laughs> for me to be here over 12 generations, four or 500 years, right? Mm. But that's not the important part, eh? The important part is the struggles, the love stories, you know, mm. the um, the hurt, the aspirations, mm. you know, the, the hope of going to this place, those hopes being dashed, you know, these marriages, these so forth, they're what make up our cultural tales, not the mm. mathematics of the blood that goes through my veins, but the, the choices and the choices that were chosen by all those ancestors I've had. That's the important part of the awakening. No? It's the relationships that went on, not the blood and the mathematics of your ancestors. Yeah. But that to me is the, what you awaken. Yeah, and then the second one is Ilua. And Ilua, the third, sorry, Ilua is to understand. That's what that word literally means, to understand and mm. recognize the other in the space. So this is actually where you start to change your posture from just looking at your own space, but starting to understand maybe what's in the space between us and acknowledge there's actually someone else in the space or some other entity in the space. And so we've used the word explore, the idea of exploring the space, understanding it. There's yeah. a great term by this guy called Gabor Matei. Um, I don't know if you've come oh, yeah. across him. Yep. Yeah, I, I really like him. And, and he came up, he came, I think he, I think it was kind of like his definition of compassion. He said, compassion or love is the unconditional determination to understand. Yeah. This beautiful idea of unconditionally, non-judgmentally, focused, determined, steadfast to try and understand the other and yourself. That's kind of what's different. And I love that definition, mm. you know, so explore. And I love the word explore too, because that again goes back to my, to my roots. You know, when you're out in the ocean and we were out to discover and, you know, look what's beyond the horizon, we're exploring, you know, but mm. we're not doing this to exploit because mm. remember what the VAR is, the VAR is one of beauty and of yeah. cherishing. So we're exploring not to exploit it, will take over, but just for our, you know, what's on the horizon, that kind mm. of adventure that we have in us. And yeah. so that's a part of the posture too of Ilua Lava to explore the other. Mm. So that we've got recognize, we've got uh, awaken and then explore. And the posture and the mindset is one of curiosity uh, in going into that space. Yeah. Um, and so there that's must, a, that's there a, must be rigor. Oh, and that's, yeah. that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. There's a lot of people, uh, you know, are conditioned to uh, sort of seize on some of the the more kind of emotional and easy parts, yeah. Whereby they can just have a, a feeling yeah. about, not a feeling for, uh, but a feeling about, yeah, these things, yeah. and they can just um they can get in that sort of cosmicy, mm. trancy kind of place of like, ah, oh, you know, I'm no, yeah, yeah I'm no, a, that's yeah, that, and they yeah. kind of drift along like yeah. that, but you yeah. need that rigor. Yeah, and because it, because you can over romanticize over romanticize those stories that I talked about before. Yeah, that's it. So in the explore and lower part of our, our process, Tyson, that is where we look at colonization. That's yeah. where we look at abuse. That's yeah. where we look at misuse of power. Beautiful. Because actually, it's woven into our story. But now we may have explored that ourselves. But now we need to realize, and this is where you know maybe my social work <laughs> youth worker comes into me that obviously a lot of these people come into the space broken or traumatized, yeah. or their life is dysfunctional. And we need to address that. 
Yeah. And, you know, when we think about culture and, and ethnicity and so forth, or even gender, there has been violation of the mm. space. We've been, mm. The VAR has been violated. So in the exploring, we actually, we in, in, in our process of doing this with Mahana, we do, we, do, we do hit that head on and say, okay, this is, um, this is what's gone on in the space in between for people. Um, like I said, for my mother, you know, her her um, her identity was chosen for her. That her, her Polynesian culture and, and identity was less than, mm. was not worth anything, mm. and made choices based on that. And so, in the exploring pit, we, that's what we understand. And and um, and so that's the Eloa. And then that so, so actually, once we've done that, bro, eh, like we've opened that up. You've almost gone. <laughs> you've opened yeah. up this kind of thing. Yeah, then we bring in uh, Te Ulava which is to cherish, to beautify, and to care. So we've now done this process of, of, um, of recognizing the space. We're awakening the stories that are in us, which are good and bad, by the way, yep. shadow and light. And you're not then, allowing people to yeah. escape into guilt no, with no. the third third phase. Yeah, no. Then they're coming in with that obligation to beautify. Yeah, that's that's. And then a, that's I guess right. the, yeah. the trap in that stage would be, um, you know, uh, people just kind of uh, moving into that, uh, you know, desired endpoint of empathy. Yeah. You know, yeah. so in Western culture, empathy is the, you know, the highest thing that you can attain. Yeah. yeah. You know, but for, but for you, a- empathy is just 101 relatedness. That's yeah, like, that's, right. that's the kindergarten phase yeah. is empathy. That's what you learn as yeah. a toddler with your mom on the beach, with your feet on the sand and the water mm. washing over your feet. Yeah, that's right. And that, that va between those three yeah. entities well, of you and the sand and the water, Yeah, you know, Empathy yeah. is just the kindergarten stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, so totally. It's, you don't allow them to escape into that. No, you demand no. more rigor and to go through. Well, actually, I would empathy for me would become right out back at the beginning, bro. When you're actually saying that the vast space is filled yeah. with sacredness, and part yeah. of that is empathy. So you're right. It, it is. It's the toddler step. Yeah, like we, it's an assumption that that's already there. It's not the yeah. end result. That's it. Um, so when it comes to the in the teulava, uh, um, then that's nurturing. We use that word. We yep. use that English word of nurturing the space, and that's being trauma informed. Because remember, I'm about relationship yeah. building, so it's been, but working in a trauma informed way. Yeah. Um, so we're caring for whatever's come out of those processes of, of awakening and exploring. Mm. Um, then actually, we need to nurture that space and look after it when we go into that space together, yeah. um, or even yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the fa- the last process is um, for us and what we've created is punga uh, mai lava, and punga mai means to come out, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to emerge, and we've used the word emerge. So hopefully, we've emerged and come out. This possibly new experience, this new way of being, mm. this new way of seeing. Um, you know, in an utopian world, maybe we've actually uh, exchanged in a in mutual way that is not uh, violating of each other's knowledge. Yeah. And that's that utopia. Well, look, in most of these uh, processes you see, because there are a dime a dozen in the self-help world yeah, and the coaching right. world and all the rest, <laughs> you right. know, there is though, you people have the, oh, and particularly in the bloody, uh, uh, you know, people who are doing mm, chemically assisted stuff, you know, with <laughs> medicine plants that are doing ayahuasca and all that sort of yeah, stuff, DMT, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, people are having their ecstatic revelation, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, kind yeah, of moment. Yeah, yeah. And then they're coming out into the world. And, and I guess if they were stepping into a world that was like that, mm. that'd be great. Mm. But that uh, all of everything they've learned and the new connections mm. they've made, that, that dissipates over a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. because because they get out into the world and and they have mm. to actually be in a world that's not that. Yeah, yeah. And they have yeah. to make relations within that world. 
And so either they have to discard what they've learned Mm. or they have to discard their relationships. Yeah. You know, oh, these bloody people don't know what I know. Yeah. These people don't understand. These people are noobs. Mm. These people uh, don't have the knowing. And mm. I am this ascended being. And the, mm. Mm. But the worst thing that happens after that is people become gurus and start bloody, yeah. you know, yeah. gathering people around them and making these little closed systems of um, yeah, yeah, that's right, entropic bloody knowledge. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah, it always ends up imploding. So yeah. it's 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 very dangerous phase for there. Yeah. So um, you know, there's a certain amount of post care yeah. uh, that's involved there and follow up as well yeah. because absolutely once you've once you've learned these things with people and you've you know, uh, you, together you made that that knowledge relation. Mm, then you mm. know you have obligations to that. Yeah. How right. do you how do you deal with the um, you know because you're working with so many people, uh, mm. same way as me? How do you deal with um, all these relational obligations that are like far too many to ever be able to follow up properly and to honor in in, yeah. in the right way? Yeah, because I, I struggle yeah. with that. Yeah. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, you know, look at as a, I mean, if, just talking with my Mahana culture hat on, you know, it, it, part of part of it is, you know, follow up around giving some what we call, you know, ro- cultural responsive practices, um, you know, because what we want people to do in that space eh, is respond. And hopefully what, we've, what I've showed is that that particular wayfinder or ways of navigating the space through those mm. five kind of stars or waves or whatever we want to, picture mm. it is, is actually that you want people to respond not react again as a youth worker i was taught you know you need to respond to needs not react to crisis yeah you know so so this hopefully is a is a technique or a way or posture to respond and so what we've done is come up with some you know resp- cultural responsive practices that actually kind of reinforce these five kind of wayfinder ways of traversing the space in between. And so that can sometimes then put that kind of hopefully that responsibility in their hands <laughs> to actually yeah. go, okay, this is how you move through it. Um, but but I have to acknowledge what you say that, you know, there's all these relationships that, that you know, that obviously then become, you know, a part of a part of a responsibility you feel like you have. And I, and I suppose that's, you know, that's a juggle, that's a tension, you know, mm-hmm. of, of um, just just caring and trying mm-hmm. to beautify and cherish a space, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think I think there's, you know, some boundaries around you put around that. And I think some of the things we've done is to try and give some techniques and skills and responsive practices to respond the, in their own hands. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully that process we just let Wayfinder I gave you gives you the rigor to actually become intelligent yourself. Yeah. Um, as opposed to kind of, you know, being reliant on others, mm. um, because I see that as a, and I'm really glad you brought up that ro- that word, bro, because rigor is important. Like you need to be able to kind of go, no, hang on, what's going on here? Because otherwise for me, it's just kind of this romance. Oh, I just want to deal with people who are cross-cultural, but I don't have, I'm not yeah. going to look at my, I'm not going to look at myself. I'm yeah. just going to go to cultural awareness, competency training, and they're going to yeah. tell me what not to do and what to do. And that, that's why it's failed. I mean, my understanding of the research around this cultural competency stuff is failed completely yeah. and abys- abysmally. Yeah. And the reason for that is, I think, because we don't ask people who want to go into that space of interacting yeah. with the other. We haven't given them the rigor or the wayfinder to figure out, well, what am I bringing to the space? Mm. You know, because because if, if, if there's a if that space or VAR is going to be, be nurtured and cared for and given sacredness, um, mm. if, if that person comes to the space and they've got nothing to give me, bro, why would I give myself? I mean, yeah. that's just, that's just logic. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and I've seen that everywhere in indigenous mm. communities across the world. Mm. You know, I've got a culture. 
um, but you know you don't. So why should I exchange with you if yeah. you're all you're having to do? So then it just says the the indigenous groups or they're the ones who need to teach me culture. No, hang on a second. You've got one, you know. So I, I just remember really quickly, just really quickly asking, you know, my first got a, the, the involved in this idea of cultural responsive practice or culture as being a resiliency tool. You know, I traditionally went back to think, oh, culture, you've got to ask your mum and dad because I just thought culture came through your blood back then. <laughs> yeah. And I remember asking dad, your mum and dad, you know, tell us about your culture. And when I told, asked mum, Mum, you know, stopped for about an hour and started talking about far Samoa, which means the Samoan way, and talked about how she was brought up and all those beautiful protocols and procedures and, and sacred ceremony and blah, blah, blah. When I asked my father, um, you know, tell me about your culture, he, he put down his newspaper and said, I don't have one, son, and just carried on reading the newspaper. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then I thought, hang yeah, yeah. on a second, that wasn't yeah. my experience of you. I and you push him something. a little bit further. It's like, oh, all right, I'll teach you how it's a head button. That's <laughs> yeah. it. You know, so, so how right, can you, you have line a... it up and you avoid the teeth? That's right. <laughs> the most important part, blood. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it kind of it bamboozled me because I think to myself, well, he did have a culture, but you know, but yeah. at the end of the day, like it's a good example. Like if you don't, if, if both parties or more, if one of them doesn't acknowledge that they have these deep mm. stories, this deep cultural tale, well, they've got nothing to bring to the space in between. Yeah. Well, look, nobody yeah. sees what their yeah. culture, what their culture really is. You know, because I know a lot of Scottish people or people of mm. Scottish descent, yeah. and when they do their culture, it's mm. okay. Well, I have this skin do mm. yeah. knife that I put in my sock here. Yeah, I have yep. this kilt, and that's yep. my clan tartan. Yep, and I have you know, um, you know, uh, these language words. I have, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the things. Yeah. but they're not getting to the deep thing. Yeah, and, that's and, right. And it's what's amazing is at the deep level there is a lot of similarity between your mother's oh. culture and your father's culture Bingo. where it yeah. is, where it mm. is, is in the child rearing. Yeah. Yeah. Techniques. Right. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. in Scotland, mm. uh, Scotland's child rearing practices have not been uh, not in across the entire, you know, mm. place anyway, it might be different right in the city center or something, mm. but mm. for the majority of people in Scotland, the child rearing practices have not been industrialized or yeah, anglicized yeah. yet. Yep. So the child rearing practices, what, uh, you know, your cognitive sort of psychologists are finding is that um, a lot of Scottish people uh, have the contextual cognition, the same mm. contextual cognition as Indigenous peoples mm. um, and, you know, Koreans and, and uh, yep. people like this, you yep. know, and it's and it and it all boils down to the child rearing practices. Yeah. OK. And yeah. Right from yeah. right from baby as to whether yeah. whether or not you're following a clock based schedule. Yeah, for sure. you know eating feeding sleeping yeah you know uh yeah. whether you are having like a, a quiet sort of dead space you mm. know because the baby needs quiet or mm -hmm. you have socially dense you know adult yeah. 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 <laughs> you know interactions happening with like 20 yep. people all in one space or making a lot of noise you know all mm. that sort of mm. thing mm. um you know social density is a thing mm. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. part of it and yeah. um you know yeah. uh, uh, the majority of Scotland is not um, sort of wealthy, you know, no. middle to upper class kind mm. of thing. So people are still uh, kind of enjoying a, a demotic, yep. you know, yep. um, grassroots <laughs> mm. sort of mm. sociality. Soci yeah. And, yep. and those things are carried across. Whether mm. they know how to do the dance over the claymores or bloody what, whatever mm. is mm. 
mm. is irrelevant. No, that's right. Because that's not where the cultural processes are yeah, exactly. that inform your cognition and your yeah. cultural lens on the world. Yeah. That is productive and yeah. pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah. And so, I mean, that's to me, to me, kind of, you know, to those processes, it, 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 there are deep, there is deep knowledge on both sides of my tail. Yeah. Um, but it comes back to, you know, I just remember mum saying to me when we did certain ceremonies, and I would ask as a small kid, what the hell's going on here? Because I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. And she would say, oh, this is it. Just observe, Greg. This is your culture. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't point it out. Like, this is what you do here and put it here. Yeah, here. yeah. But because she said, this is our culture, I just went, okay, well, I equate yeah. that behavior yeah. to something that's connected to our heritage and so yeah. forth. You know, but if I was talking about And she like gave that, you a process. Well, which was yeah. A, a yeah. Ped pedagogy of observation. Yeah, it was observation. It's like just, just observe. So just she observe. taught you that cultural process Absolutely. of learning and through I, observation. Yeah. And that actually, gave, that actually gave me an independence to think. Like she didn't yeah. tell me like A, B, C, D, C. She should just observe and sit with me and watch. Yeah. And so I actually picked it all up in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, so but with, with my dad, like if I asked them about a cult, you know, what are we doing here? You say nothing. Like, you know, so there's, so you're right. It's about, it's about naming those things that say that they have some sort of uh, meaning to it, some sort of connection to the past or yep. to, to connection to family and how we did things. What, what's ex what's it, exciting yeah. when you, when you look at the process mm. side of things rather than the content, yeah. because the yeah. actual ceremony itself, yeah. That's not something that's transferable, but no. that's what people would value as that's the culture. Yeah. Yeah. But the process of observation and the skill of observation and how you do that, mm. that is a transferable skill set. Yeah. Yeah. That you, I'm sure you didn't just switch it off when the ceremony was done. That oh. so you no. take that out into your, into your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does it make you a better footy player because mm. you can observe everything going on in the field at once and mm. anticipate mm. Uh, where the ball is is going to go, where, where yeah. which way, which direction the play is going to go, and yep. suddenly you're there, and they're going, oh, that must be his bloody Polynesian blood, you know, <laughs> they're physically better sportsmen. It's like an arbras. I've just got no. that yeah. observation skill, you so got I put, it. put myself yeah. in the right place. Yeah, yeah, you know um, that. But then also, you know, your economic activity, you know, mm. all the rest, the way you engage with the marketplace, yeah, uh, where you choose to put your money. Mm you know, where you choose to live, all these mm. things, you know, mm. um, it's that observation. Yeah, that's that, right. Uh, that particular process of observation. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and that, and that idea, like that's where we, you know, the first part of our process is to recognize and awaken. Like yeah. that's that stuff of actually kind of really being paying attention to those things. Um, and that's, you know, that's one of the first parts of our whole wayfinding journey is to, yeah, yeah is to actually look at your own two feet um, and see what's informing you because then that'll actually determine the posture that we go with and, mm. and often I find in the exchanges between people or communities all we're worried about is the kind of um, you know the um, uh, the emerging new thing really that's what people are more worried about and so they're looking at the outcome yeah um, and that's why these so cultural competency and awareness stuff hasn't really worked it has not changed um, practice or relationships or I think it's uh, damaged for people. Oh, I, I think I it's totally damaged agree. things. Absolutely. Every yeah. diversity yeah. training I ever see or yeah. attend or look at is damaging things and placing people further apart. Yeah. That's right. People I think agree. they can, um, you know, <laughs> that they can determine cultures by phenotype and bloody what kind of food you eat. And yeah. you know what I mean? And that they can promote diversity by having mm -hmm. a whole heap of people who are thinking exactly the same way sitting mm. around a boardroom table um mm. but one of them's got a turban 
you know yeah yeah one of one of them's female one of them's mm. queer mm. you know <laughs> but they're yeah. pretty much all peter teal yeah. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone around the table yeah. it's yeah, like totally. oh we've got diversity mm. here <laughs> look at the diverse you've got no cognitive diversity yeah. at all yeah, yeah that's no right. actual cultural diversity no intellectual yeah. rigor happening yeah. there yeah you're that's just right. reproducing the center yeah and you know yep. um, and bringing that in with you because you haven't examined that you haven't awakened yeah. that that part of you shadow and light you know yeah that's um, it yeah and that's because, the thing you can't see that no you can't see that until you can see the cultural processes yeah, yeah that's right and yeah. that's yeah. the unique role that that people like uh right. yourself and i have mm. is is being able to translate those processes and bring them to light because when mm. people can see them they can see their own processes yeah then they're better able to discern yep. all of the tales that everyone's yep. dragging and they yep. can see past that uh gammon false yep. diversity you know yeah um and they can uh yeah like actually start to mm. you know figure out how to do do real productive cognitive diversity yeah. instead and yep. that's the thing and that's mm. the that's the way we're going to undo this damage yeah, but it's just it is it is difficult speaking of damage to be in this translator role mm. you know mm -hmm. it's um it's a hard place to live in yeah yeah. So it's an impossible place to live in because yeah. the only way you can do that work is to make it fit within a marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> so in doing that, yeah, that's you know, right. you, I mean, you have your own traditional mm. protocols for being mm. that intermediary, mm. but then when you're in the space, the marketplace demands other things. And, of other you. Things, that's and, right. you, and yeah. you can't not compromise those things. All you can do is decide how much of yourself you're willing to destroy to perform this role. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and because yeah. that role is invisible to people, because we haven't translated it mm. enough yet, mm. then our damages have been invisible as well. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's very difficult and it's yep. just, it's been good. We found each other through that and mm, um, absolutely been able to support each other through those rough patches. Yeah. You got bit. it. I say support each other. I, I haven't supported you at all yet. Just... <laughs> no, we have, we have good yarns, brother. It's yeah. been my, um, <laughs> my spotter for that. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, my sponsor like yeah. I'm calling up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's nice it's nice to be that uh you yeah. know that uh support for you bro well because you've still got you know one mm. foot in your family culture you still got mm. and then mm. you got one foot in this market marketplace that's just alien mm. Mm. to most of the people you know yeah and yeah. it's like uh and you still have all the obligations from home mm. Mm. but then you've got all the obligations from the marketplace and both of those things are more than a full-time job yeah that's right and it burns your life mm. it's very hard so you've mm. got like you know mm. Mm. i don't know so you know this week i've got you know a family member who's, who's been in hospital and um mm. and you know i've i've had to sit there uh in hospital with them and and haven't been able to sleep of course because i've had to sit up all night for several mm. nights you know mm. there's that and that disrupts your week but you yep. still have to be working and yeah <laughs> and right. doing the meetings and doing the writings and mm. all that sort of thing and then at mm. the same time oh so you know i've just um missed a call and i've just got a message from niece who's going like you know oh, i need 350 dollars for these fines yeah, unpaid right. fines or they're going to um they're going to arrest me yeah. you know and it's like well i have to find that now yeah yeah and because you know i'm yeah. that uncle who is mm -hmm. that, you know is yeah, is that, is engaging with the marketplace in that way so you know mm. is presumed to have mm. all that capital mm. and access to capital and yeah access yeah. to cash um, yeah, yeah, that nobody yeah. quite understands yeah and yeah it's like yeah well if i do that then i'm not i'm not going to be able to make this payment make, yeah that's right to, and yeah, yeah it's a constant 
juggle. So then you're trying to engage with your household economy at the same time. Mm. Um, and, you know, you, there's all these extractive demands from mm. the marketplace yep. and from the well-intentioned people that you're working yeah. with yep. who are always looking for something. And, yep. you know, you've got your 300 emails a day. Everybody wants That's you right. to join their project or their organization or their yep. this or that. And, um, mm. and they don't quite know what they're looking for, but they mm. know you're it. Yeah. It's yep. like, well, I, if I can just chuck that brand in there. Mm. I'll just, I'll throw that into the diversity mix and mm. see what happens mm. and on it goes. But um, it's a yeah. struggle you oh, know? It is. It and is. it, and it, it yeah. damages you, you and you've oh. got to have a, you've got to have an endpoint yeah. mapped out. You've got to decide the date at which mm. you're going to um, finish that work up yeah. and step yeah. back. And, and in that time, you've got to make sure that you're, um, you're bringing up the next gen yeah, who are going to perform gen. that That's function. Right. Yeah. The other poor beige fellows who are uh, <laughs> going <laughs> to step into the space. Exactly. That's and right. who are going yeah. to like, uh, I don't know, yeah. leverage their, yeah. their trauma, yeah. their loss and their disruption and abuse and molestations yeah. and everything else of their life. Yeah. Um, who are going and to that, leverage that to be able to um, yeah. you know, continue the work of, of being right. able to analyze and name things that are otherwise invisible. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's and, it's, and it's a, a poxy job. Oh no, it is, and and I think that's where some of that stuff, like we, you know, what you're talking about there, is alluding to now. There's a couple of things there, bro, that I pull out of what you're saying. You know, um, you know, those obligations or those responsibilities you're talking about. When I hear those, that's you responding to the relationships of the spaces in between. Yeah, you know, because actually, you could choose not to take that text from you know your niece and go, no, bugger that, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and lots of people do. I'm not going yeah. to respond to that. But actually, what I see when you do that is you doing to you lever. You know, you're actually keeping. You're trying to care and nurture that relationship. Mm. Um, so it doesn't really become. I don't see it as an obligation. Well, it's, I actually it's, see it. Cost, cost it, you more though. Cost yeah, you more yeah, if well, you don't do it because well, if that's she, true. If she goes to jail, then you got to look after it. Absolutely, you totally. Know, so, uh, yeah, but yeah. again, that's you responding to the space in between, yeah. like the sacredness that that actually you that you're trying to cherish and nurture. Yeah, that's, that's what it. I see when you're doing that, um, and and that's beautiful. But I do know that takes a heck of a lot of shit energy, yeah. you know, to do that. And so, you know, that, that's where some of that stuff around the long, the long game here. That helps for me. You're like, you know, mm. what's the what's the long game? What's the what are we doing in this? How yeah. how is how is what you're doing now nurturing um, and teaching those people that you're responsibility how they can do the space and mm. beyond? So no, so no, in our space now, I feel like you know we're reimagining. That's what we're at, you know, as yeah. brothers in this space. Yep. But what are we recreating for the future? And that's where that sort of reconnect, reimagine, recreating helps. Like, and it comes that actually comes from interpreting the spirals. And you've probably seen on my tap these three mm. spiral, one goes in, that pivots yeah. in the middle and then goes out again. Yeah. Past, present, future. Mm. That's what those spirals mean. Yeah. And in the pre in the spiral in the middle, it don't touch. That's the that's where we reimagine, you know, the actual space, how we are now. Yeah. And so we've reimagined that old wisdom to this idea of reconnect reimagine and recreate and so for me bro how i get through this is how you know this we're recreating something you know that's going to be bigger for us so maybe this energy that we're kind of getting sapped out of us <laughs> is worth it you know that actually yeah. there's this kind of like you say what's the next generation and you alluded to that before um that actually by you caring and nurturing those relationships um you know you're modeling something they're observing mm. something mm. you know and the culture is passed on Mm. Um, so I agree with you. It's these spaces, it's the process of mm. things. 
And and you know what? When when someone sees your pain and possibly the stretching of those relationships, that's teaching too. Like they're learning something from that. Yeah. That actually relationships are. Hard. Oh yeah, it's a cautionary tale. Yeah, you got. It's it. not. Uh, totally. I, I'm not an inspiring role model of. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you'll study hard at school and then you can be like <laughs> Uncle Ty. It's like oh yeah, man, yeah. you don't want to be like Uncle Ty. He's miserable. <laughs> 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 Who would want to live like that? There's no time for anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, bro. Well, look, it's been a wonderful chatting to you. And you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, you know, that, uh, you know, always there for you in those stretching and tension spaces. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Let's well, just, uh, you know, we just uh, do it for a few more years until it's uh, that's right. right up to breaking. That's court. right. Someone else is coming in behind you, hopefully, or yep. beside yep. you. Well, that's it. Um, and it yeah. And if, if they're not, then we haven't done it properly. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Well, totally. that's the thing. Uh, you know, everything, yeah. if you want it to be sustainable, the only place to store uh, good knowledge um, mm. or good work mm. in the long term, it, it's not on a hard drive. It's not on a no. server. No. You know, it's not even in a book. It's it's in those uh, intergeneral relation, intergenerational, yeah. intergenerational relationships. Yeah, so right. if you're not providing for that and putting half your work and effort into that, then... Um, mm there's no point doing that work in the first yeah, place. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I guess we'll um, trudge on, bro, through the yeah, diaspora. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's how we're going to walk through it. Yeah. That's him. <laughs> or traverse and sail through it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, bud. Well, right, thanks brother. for the RNA. That was deadly. And, no problem, um, bro. Yeah. See you again soon. Yeah. But, till fast we fought.